as the world starts to realize the importance of Ukraine for wheat, sunflower, and a few more things, we were kind of curious to see what is the wine industry? What are the wines from Ukraine? And our wine encyclopedia, Tanisha Townsend, has been on the job to tell us more about it. Now, just before you start, I'm just going to run a very quick poll to get the impression of our audience. And we look at this afterwards. The floor is yours. I'm going to answer this poll too. Go ahead. There you go. <laughs> Submit time. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So in my research and in my studies, um, was looking into the wines of Ukraine and then the grapes of Ukraine. Um, they have 29 native grapes. 29? Uh, yes, 29 Oof. varieties. Yeah, I can't pronounce those, so we're not going to do that. Today. It's okay, so no worries. Yeah, so I was like, we're not going to do that. So just know if you would like to look that up yourself, so we can send you the link. But I was like, I'm not going to embarrass myself this evening um, with that. So what I want to do is highlight a few wineries so you can get to know the people behind the scenes um, of uh, Ukrainian wines. So one is Massandra Vineyards. And this one I came to know of from Jane Anson. She posted about this. And uh, this winemaker, Lev Golitsyn, he built a cellar of seven underground tunnels capable of holding 25 liters of wine. This is from requests from Tsar Nicholas II. He is often remembered, Lev is, as the father of modern winemaking in the Crimea, having cultivated nearly 600 grape varieties. So Massandra was actually nationalized in 1922 after the Russian Revolution, and it was protected under a 1936 law. Stalin also safeguarded the winery from Nazi pillaging and looting, removing 60,000 of the most prized bottles to secret locations. And the vineyard was also protected from the vine pool scheme under Gorbachev in the 1980s that tried to curb alcoholism in the Soviet Union. Today, the vast estate has been bought by the Yuzumi Project, a subsidiary of the Rosia Bank. And the Kharkiv Human Rights Protection Group has reported that the winery has been plundered in its slow privatization after the Russian annexation in 2014. Oops. So that's Massandra Vineyard. Next is Prince Trubetskoy Winery. And since the end of the 19th century, with the laying of the first vineyards and the construction of the chateau by the prince, the winery has come a long way. Riesling Rhine, which is what they call this, back in 1900 won the Grand Prix of the Paris Exhibition. And now this wine receives the highest awards and competitions. They have vintage wines developed back in 1949, and those are their like business card their calling card, their thing that they're known for. And in 2004, the winery created some new developments and the world's best grit varieties were planted and the state of the art winery was built. They grow grapes that we know of, not Ukraine varieties, but Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Malbec, Shiraz, Aligote, Sauvignon Blanc, Riesling, and Pinot Blanc. So things that we know. Mm -hmm. Next, there is a wine brand called Ace W by Stakowski, and he was actually a world-renowned tennis player. He was Serhii Stakowski, a tennis player from Ukraine, and so that's why he named the wine Ace and W. Um, he decided to master winemaking at the end of 2015, 
after working in France and learning his craft there. He rented 22.5 hectares of vineyards, and then he prepared the soil for more than two years, planting Merlot, Zaparavi, Pink Trometer. Then he irrigated, prepared the vineyard. And now Stakowski's wines are one of the most beautiful and well-groomed vineyards in the region. And they had their first harvest in 2018. All right. Now, what is, what is, what is, what is amazing is that kind of unbeknownst to, I, I would guess, to some people, they have a long tradition of winemaking. Absolutely. And actually, and Eastern Europe the- as a whole has a huge tradition of winemaking. Mm-hmm. And that's not something you think about when you think of wine. When you think old world, you, I mean, you know, France and Italy, you don't think Ukraine, you don't think Serbia, you don't think Bulgaria, Croatia, you don't think any of these places that do have um, a rich and long history of making wine. Yeah. Let me share the results of the poll. So the question was, were you aware of Ukrainian wines? Um, And yes, 40%, no, 60%. Would you be inclined to try it, to try Ukrainian wines? Yes, 93%, no, 7%. Of course, uh, this group said, yes, they'd be inclined to try it. These are, I mean, our group is experimental. They'll try it if you yeah. offer it. So is 93%, it, yeah. Is it, is it difficult to find in, in Europe? I know it's, I, I was trying to see some places where you could potentially buy Ukrainian wines and I didn't really come up with something. Did you, were you able to find something there? It is very difficult to find it, but I find that to be the case with most Eastern European wines. Um, I think if I was outside of France or say outside of Italy, it might be easier, but finding things that aren't French in France is difficult. I mean, something as simple as Portuguese wines, I don't have an easy time trying to find those. So things from Ukraine, Croatia, um, Serbia, Bulgaria, like those are all wines that are hard to find. Akosh, you're still there. Do we find Ukrainian wines? Are you aware if there's any Ukrainian wines in in London, in the UK? To be honest with you, I uh, have tasted Ukrainian wines, funny enough, not in London, but uh, in Italy. And um, it was, uh, interestingly enough, brought over by uh, Georgian people who basically they bought winery in, in, in Ukraine and um, they brought their traditions uh, over there. And um, the wines were uh, something I've never really experienced. Um, I only tried one winery, so I don't have a massive perspective on it. But one thing is for sure, um, I don't think that at the moment you go into restaurants, you can find Ukrainian wines. But I have a funny feeling if that thing ends at some point, you will. You yeah. know, yeah, I'm pretty sure you will. You know, pretty sure of that too. Thank you for the insights. Tanisha, now this is your wine minute. It's your take on the American in Paris. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. I'm going to go back to my typical rant style because this came up on social media. So you all who live in France, who have been in France, know of the store Picard. It's frozen food. And Mm -hmm. right now they have an American promotion. And so for their American promotion, it's all the foods that they think that Americans eat. Well, they have a pastrami waffle sandwich. They have a vegan burger that's green at the top. Um, They have some nacho cheese bites and things like this. I'm not sure that the French think that Americans have a food culture. 
we don't just eat junk food. We do eat regular food in America. It's not just Snickers and Pop-Tarts and fluff really? <laughs> and all of this, but that is literally what they think we eat. When I go to American stores like The Real McCoy or In Good We Trust or Sweet Escape, it's all like junk food. And like we do eat regular things. I promise we do. And not pastrami on a waffle sandwich. <laughs> That's your minute. No, really, really. Yeah. No, Picard you're is in, life. You, I love the place. You're in but... France. Uh, le France, c'est le, le, le maître de la gastronomie. It's the, the place. Oui, j'ai compris, <laughs> mais... Uh... Yeah, no prejudice. We should, yeah, it's, we should it's embrace just... every culture and whatever they have to offer. I do, and I love French food. Mm. But when you say American food, I'm thinking... And it actually made me think, do we have an American food culture? Like, what is American food? When other people think of American food, they do think, oh, it's Pop-Tarts and hamburgers and hot dogs and corn dogs. Like, this is what is on offer. So that made me just think, like, what actually is American food? And what do I thinking, like, when I go home, what do I eat? And all the food I miss at home is all food from other cultures. <laughs> Interesting thing to look into. What are your thumbs up and thumbs down? Thumbs up. Um, I was nominated for a wine travel award for the brightest journey as a wine influencer. So, <laughs> and I need votes, so I'm going to send you all the link. I'm yes, put it in of the course, we're going to yes, we're going to triple vote. We're going to go to different IP vote addresses. <laughs> so that's the thumbs up. Uh, the thumbs down is um, this is. You know, we'll keep things light. Uh, yeah, that pastrami waffle sandwich. That's a thumbs down. Or no, yeah. you know what? Picard has a grilled cheese. I can make a grilled cheese. I don't need you to sell me a grilled cheese. I can do that myself. So, yeah, Finish I up. think some other things there. So, yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. We'll see you in three weeks on April the 7th. And now, last but not least, have a drink with me with our special guest, Filana Bouvier.